Hey everyone, welcome to the Tinkabola show. This is episode one and I am Ryan Chada speaking. Uh, this is going to be a short episode. I, uh, I'm just trying to get the ball rolling here. Uh, we're going to do lots more speaking to a lot of interesting people in the weeks to come. Um, but, um, but yeah, today it's Sunday and it's been threatening to rain for quite a while. And I have been thinking a little bit about adaptability. And I've seen the children at, um, at Chigyasa and now at Tinkabola um, adapt so well to the changes that we witnessed over the last um, three to four months. And uh, I feel like the education system can do a lot more about uh, or, or a lot more to help children become efficient learners uh, in a way that they adapt to new situations very quickly. Um, one thing that I lament often is that um, the education system does not expose children enough to variety. Uh, and what I mean by that is the system is set up so that every year has a set curriculum and then children are tested on that set curriculum and that's sort of how every year uh, builds on top of the earlier years um and so a grade five textbook next year is going to look very much like the grade five textbook this year now uh, this is all fine as far as gaining knowledge is concerned because you have to start somewhere uh, but there is one aspect of life that the education system just does not seem to pay much attention to. And that is about helping children become comfortable with uncertainty. Um, life is inherently uncertain. Um, you don't get angels descending on the planet a year before a pandemic and warning you about what's going to come. Um, they Life does not give you hints, or at least it doesn't give you hints well in advance when you're going to lose your job. You know, things happen quickly and then people are forced to adapt uh, in order to deal with the new situation that they're confronted with. So in such a world where change happens so quickly, um, the education system really does need to help children prepare for such a world. Um, and one thing that a lot of neuroscientists now agree on is that um, the human brain evolved and became the size that it is because it had to become a supreme problem-solving machine. And this happened over millions of years of evolution. Um, and as a race, our survival depended on our ability to make the right decisions in the face of uncertainty. Now, this is obviously something that does not happen at all as we go through school uh, because everything that we get tested on, our so-called tests uh, in school are very different to the tests in life. Uh, so the tests in school are basically based on material that a student will study uh, beforehand and then show up and then try and solve the problems given to them. Uh, so there isn't much uncertainty. It's it's pretty well known what's going to come up in the exam. 
and those who are able to handle a lot of information at one go tend to do well at exams and those who are not able to memorize so much and probably are not able to study vast amounts don't do that well at exams um and so you get this sort of this uh, you know this this two grade system where uh one set of students is acknowledged as being intelligent because they did well in exams and then the others which are definitely the majority get classed as people who are probably not that intelligent and we all know that that's simply not how intelligent works so how can we come around this well um one way is that schools can provide or should try to provide as much exposure to uncertainty as possible since it is only then that children will develop the ability and the resilience to face change and uncertainty um of course when you try and do something like this you have to work with manufactured situations but even with these manufactured situations you can give children tremendous opportunity to react to changes in their environment that they have not encountered before um so which is why a number of the projects and activities that the children do at tinkabola don't really have a predetermined outcome uh the outcome is constantly being shaped as work proceeds um day after day so um one example that was very recent was where um after reading a folk tale from russia the children decided that um they wanted to convert it into a play now obviously a bunch of 7 8 and 9 year olds wanting to convert uh, a folk tale into a play was going to take a lot of work but it was really really heartening to see how they took on that challenge it was something they had never done before but it ended up coming out really well because they put in so much effort into it uh, and we you know split up the 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 entire tale into parts such that almost everyone got the speaking role and uh, and they had to overcome a few setbacks as well because a few children dropped out uh, or said they didn't want to take part so then parts had to be reallocated etc so that was a uh, you know a great sort of manufactured situation where we didn't know what the outcome was going to be and we didn't even know how we were going to uh, take this idea from you know from from point sort of from ground zero to actually um being able to perform a play on zoom now you remember this is not something that we did uh, in a physical space obviously because we're not meeting up uh so all of this was done on zoom um but the point where i make was that all of this mirrors life quite well uh most often in life you don't have sufficient resources to complete a task um team members don't always pull their weight customers aren't always happy despite you having done your best job um and these are all common examples of how life doesn't work out as we want or plan for which is almost all the time um so uh this is something that we're going to try and do a lot of at tinkabola which is give children um exposure to these situations where there is a lot of uncertainty there is 
no set path that they can follow. There is no textbook. There is no curriculum here. And we sort of build on our knowledge base as we go along. And that, that just sounds like the most organic form of learning to me. Uh, that's something that humans have done for ever since we, you know, we came onto this planet. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to reconfigure that and expose a lot more children to this because I really do feel that it is a vital, vital skill going forward. Um, and before I finish, I just want to leave you with a quote that I really like, uh, and it's by Emerson. And it says, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. So here's to doing that uh, with a lot of children going forward. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think of this idea. It's a fairly simple idea, uh, but its implementation is something that is fascinating to me and I'm sure to a lot of parents and educators out there. So yeah, do definitely get back with your thoughts. Thank you and see you at the next episode.